0: Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, he is the CEO of the new Australian Swimming League, ASL, newly announced in July. We're getting the ins, the outs, and all the details
1: today from Stuart Coventry. Lovely to be here, Colman. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited to talk to you. This was, uh, you know, this was kind of a surprise. I don't think anyone saw this coming, uh, at much like the international swimming league. We didn't really see that coming, but, but now it's turned into this thing where it's in its third season and it's been really successful and the athletes have certainly taken to it. And so, um, the Australian swimming league, first of all, it's, it's a, it's a privately funded, uh, privately owned and funded will run competition uh, with the support of Swimming Australia, so first of all, just just why, with 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 the ISL blooming, um, what was the motivation behind making the Australian Swimming League?
1: Yeah, look, uh, I think if you just go back a step, Coleman, that swimming's got an amazing history in the pool. It, it's one of the most popular sports in Australia. Um, it's the most watched sport at the Olympic Games, and you know it's a truly global sport. Uh, so therefore. Um, what the uh, group of uh, swimming enthusiasts, I'll call them, or or private investors, they got together behind the scenes and um, I think they admitted to all the key stakeholders in swimming that it really had to find its place outside of major elite world swimming competitions. There was nothing within the gaps. so um, And and coaches were really after more races for athletes. Uh, It's very important that they... um, there's a lot of uh, training in the pools that happens, you know, continuously over and over again, but that kind of high end elite competition lacked outside the, the key 10 moments of Olympic sport, et cetera. So, um, so what we did is we completed a, a considerable amount of market research and major consumer concept testing to understand in reality, what resonates with consumers. If we introduce such a competition, would it work? And, the results were absolutely overwhelming in support of the new competition, and particularly the athletes and coaches. We completed the same survey to athletes and coaches, and the, the feedback from them was they're all on board with it. They love it. They feel like that it, it's something that's been missing in swimming for a long period of time. So we all feel that um, as a group, that um, swimming needed to maintain uh, and develop a sustainable and entertaining domestic competition. I do say entertaining because. That'll be a key part of what our uh, criteria is about and the competition. And there's a lot of other sports in Australia that have gone down uh, a similar pathway. So the outcome of all this for for athletes is essentially providing more meaningful competition for them. So um, after putting all this together, the ASL was born as the fit-for-purpose product of swimming in Australia. So right now we're um, in our development phases of the league establishment. And, of course, as you and most other um, sports lovers will know Australia absolutely die diehard about their sport. They love it. Um, and we're looking to create a model that integrates within the really busy landscape of Australian sport. And of course, within the swimming calendars as well. So um, in order to do this and make it work and make it viable, um, we've formed a, a really wonderful strategic partnership with Swimming Australia to uh, establish and operate the league. So essentially ASL will cover off the operational commercial rights and um, have a strong background in event experience and passion for the sport. And Swimming Australia will bring that industry expertise and and resources to help bring along together. So we've had uh, terrific support from CEO Alex Bowman um, and Australia's head coach, Rowan Taylor, to ensure that um, all of our objectives are in sync.
0: So obviously you just explained uh, rich swimming history in Australia. If you don't know that, get out from under your rock. But <laughs> how, how long in the making is, is this, is the ASL? How, how, how long has this been in the works behind the scenes and how did you get involved?
1: Yeah, look, uh, it's been actually in, work, in the works for probably about 18 months. And uh, you know, the, I, I've only been involved in the business for three months. Um, and look, my, my background is in, in sport and entertainment. Um, And particularly, I spent recently seven years in a a major short form competition called the Big Bash League um, as the CEO of one of the clubs. Um, Now, the Big Bash League um, is renowned as one of the the greatest startup success stories in Australian sport. Um, It was one of those sports that totally disrupted um, traditional type cricket effectively. So so I was brought in um, at, uh, I had discussions probably six months ago with the, the investors about maybe looking at something like this and they've completed all their research and they were really happy to try and find a way to make this work. So that's pretty much how it inspired the startup. Nice. The big bash
0: league has to be one of the best names I've ever heard (laughs) for any establishment. (laughs) So, so what do you feel like you were bringing from the big bash league? What did, what did you gain from an experience like that?
1: Yeah, look, um, essentially the 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 big bash league um tried to fill a void in a sport losing audiences particularly that key demographic of five to 15 year olds um major surveys were completed back in 2011 which said that you know um there was just a lack of interest of young kids in in wanting to get involved in cricket and um so what i see with the asl is that not only it's a, a great competition for athletes and it provides a a springboard to allow athletes to um, have those uh, really key elite sport moments outside of the other ones. But what it does is it just brings new audiences into the the four You know, 57% of all participants in swimming are female. So that's a a key sustainable um, and entertaining scenario for us as we go forward, that how do we create a product that, you know, brings in we'll call it the non-core swimming audience, um, and brings in new audiences to come and check out a night out and and have entertainment around the elite swimming. Uh, and you know the the big bash league is a great example of um, introducing a, a weird competition with um, all those key elements that you never thought would happen in a, in a really um, uh, a, a traditional game like cricket. So so I feel like that. Swimming can make this happen, and next year will be the year.
0: I'm I'm already excited about it. So you you mentioned uh, cricket bringing in you know kind of kind of newer elements. We've seen. I don't I don't mean to keep comparing the ASL to the ISL, but um, you know we're seeing just more swim leagues pop up. We've seen the ISL uh, introduce some some things within the sport of swimming that we haven't seen before like skins races uh like like well we've seen relays but um you know the point system um just a, a lot of nuances that 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 are new is the asl planning anything like that what, what is the format going to look like um and, and what are you planning to do to to really make it pop and get audiences attention
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, what we're proposing to do is um, is to run the competition um, in uh, across a couple of key aspects of it. The first one is in February next year, um, introduce um, an opening night, um, and this will be a, a concept test for us to allow us to experiment with various formats um, and innovative entertainment. So you know you'll have your traditional race uh, races and. Um, and each one of those will be you know on a, in a short course 25 meter pool similar to the isl but you know we're looking at introducing some other uh, strange formats as well that just to add that little bit of spice to, to what can go on um, in a, outside of a traditional swimming meet. So we're trying to find those key moments um, within the production schedule and i think february will give us a chance to do that then what we will do is we'll start a a proper competition in October next year, which is the, will take place over several weeks. It'll involve um, new clubs, which were in the setup phase at the moment. Um, It'll have a set amount of competition days with, you know, a really bumper event program, prize money, reputations on the line in a condensed window and make it happen. And we feel like that short, sharp events um, is the way to go uh, because, of not just the busy sports scheduling in Australia, but it, it, I think from a consumer point of view, that's that's the, the feedback we're getting is what they want to see. And then we may look at a larger event, you know, in, in a big venue, um, a drop-in pool, you know, once the COVID restrictions are relaxed.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Short, sharp events is what I want to see as a consumer. <laughs> And that's, that, and that's all that matters. That's all that should matter. (laughs) Uh, So, so Stuart, tell me, have you talked to the swimmers? Um, you know, the, 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 the will be participants of the ASL, what do they think about this or how are they feeling? Um, especially with this, this condensed Olympic cycle, I'm curious as to what their thoughts are on more racing, um, in, in a shorter amount of time.
1: Yeah, look, the, the two key aspects there is is one is we completed a, a very significant survey to coaches and athletes um, quite a number of months ago, um, and just pre-Olympics, just to talk about some of the key questions around why this competition exists and you know would you get involved in it and what is the um, the key motivations to get involved in it and uh, and look, we had um, a survey of I think it was around eighty um, in total and. We had a 75 to 80 percent return rate, which, in doing a, a survey of this type of um, scenario, is very, very high. And look, the the 99 percent of the feedback was great competition. Want to get involved? Um, you know, want the key uh, elite competition? Um, you know, we want to see it in the best locations, and you know, we don't want it to um, to drag on too long. Uh, it's you know, over a, a three, maybe three weekend scenario is the way to go. So we, we started to form all those opinions from the key swimming stakeholders and particularly uh, the, the coaches as well. You know, we're, we're very tight with Rowan Taylor, the Olympic head coach, and he's provided some amazing input into what's required from a high-performance perspective. So we're going to try and mix the two together between um, what the athletes require and also what we can do to um, you know, have a, a standalone broadcast quality product.
0: Okay, I'm um, I'm in now. This is this is sounding better and better. Uh, so now I have to wonder: as an American, is it is it only Australian swimmers, or can other swimmers come and participate in this ASL as well?
1: We we want to have the world's best Coleman. We want to bring in the world's best. That is our absolute aim. Uh, at the moment, um, particularly around the, the the borders being closed and Australia's strict um, security measures on that regard, that I feel that we will then concentrate on, you know, the, the great number of athletes in Australia. We've had some terrific results out of Tokyo recently and, um, you know, the, the depth of talent here in Australia is second to none. So um, that will play a key part. But definitely next year, uh, later next year, we'll be looking at bringing in world's best to... Um, be a part of that club environment and and um, wanting to do well for the club and and try and maybe disrupt the, the traditional coach um, and athlete relationship where they might have to move to another club or whatever. So we really want to take um, take it to another level where we have four, six or eight clubs that will go head to head with each other. Um, we'll create a a soft salary cap for for athletes so that we make sure that you know everybody has um, you know, a fair choice of getting the best talent. So I feel that all the ingredients are there to make it work.
0: That sounds really exciting. I, I'm thinking soccer. I'm thinking basketball in an international, uh, international perspective and, and how you know, the, so many countries have so many different, different leagues like this and, uh, and, and you see lots of athletic opportunities for athletes of, of any race from any country, right? Um, then they they, they can go play in these leagues. And that's really exciting to see swimming have, have something like that. Uh, that's like you said, not on a complete international, huge international stage, like, like, uh, like a FINA, like an Olympics, like a world championships, like an ISL. Um, but that's based in Australia, you know, it's based in a country, but, but anyone can participate. I, I like where it's going. Um, so again, as the CEO, as the head of this, what's your swimming background like? Do you, do you have do you have a swimming background, or do you have chlorine in your blood at
1: all? Um, no, I, I actually don't. From a professional point of view, I'm a, a very much a keen swimmer outside of my working environment. But uh, look, the the metrics um, in Australian sport uh, are pretty crucial, and uh, I think that hopefully there's. My years of experience across sport entertainment hold me in, in good stead um, to make this work, and we've got uh, you know some good people internally. Investors have uh, got knowledge of the industry, and you know we've we've um, totally reached out to as many key stakeholders as we can to try and bring the puzzle together, as we say, and, uh, and make it work. And we we feel like that we've got the right formula to do that. And it is a new formula in swimming in Australia, so um, hopefully we can. Uh, um, you know, we're on a journey. We're a startup. Um, you know, our mission is clear. We want to inspire and develop the swimming community. So we're in the in the growth stages. We want to engage. We want to transact. Um, and you know, we want twenty twenty two to be a, a really bumper year for us. It
0: it it seems like having having a swimming background is not as important in, in a position like yours, um, but more like you said, having the business, having the sports and industry savvy. Um, it's really exciting for swim fans like us, uh, for, for you to come in. <clears throat> I know our, uh, the current CEO of USA swimming, Tim henchy while he swam at university, um, he hadn't, he hadn't had a, a swim biz job per se, but he was coming from, um, a soccer league and, and he's, he's done great things, I think in USA swimming so far. So again, it's, it's exciting to see this, this change and this transition. We talked about. Australians having success at the Olympics what did you think of the Olympics were you watching I'm I'm assuming you were and what do you make of of the uh of the success they had and of the timing of of that coinciding with this ASL project
1: yeah look some of the performances were outstanding you know um McKeon McEwen um Zach Stubbley Cook uh you know I I think they're all of a sudden turned themselves into massive household names. Uh, and, you know, the broadcast ratings here in Australia were, were just off the charts and, and everybody was watching that first week of swimming. So there's no doubt that the talent pool is absolutely world-class and that was proven. Um, and the swimming talent is high and full accolades go to um, to Rowan Taylor and his team that they've put together... Um, uh, a group of leaders, I would say, that created a, a sense of purpose and a, a positive culture within the group to get themselves up in, you know, in a challenging environment of Tokyo. So hopefully, we can capitalize on the successes and more importantly, provide a, a platform for elite competition and particularly some, you know, some young competitors coming through. You know, the the next crop of uh, athletes for uh, not only for um, for Paris but as we lead into Brisbane, twenty thirty two that you know, setting up the the structures and systems in place and getting to understand all of this, I suppose, is the next iteration for us. So we're going to come and uh, contract the the cream of Australia swimmers and the next wave of young talent um, with this opportunity to compete head-to-head in, um, you know, in a new competition that's uh, made for television, elite competition. So we can uh, it'll be great viewing, um, entertaining and uh, high energy high impact and uh, we we're, you know, we're really looking forward to next year.
0: It, it so you mentioned the buzz that the some of these Australian champions are getting um but I am curious in, in the United States I th- we had a we had a great games and uh we I think it's been celebrated quite a bit but it doesn't se- it seems like the Olympics happened and now now it's already kind of gone um was th- was there Was the energy pretty palpable um, in Australia, even though um, much of the country is in lockdown right now?
1: Yeah, look, uh, unfortunately, um, lockdown meant that many people were at home um, and and, viewing uh, all sorts of content. And with the Olympics on it, it just created a a sense of nationalism. And we're very parochial here in Australia about our uh, national teams and... Watching our swimmers in the first week of the pool do really well, it kind of um, set a bit of a buzz, I suppose, for everybody that's um, you know been living in challenging times. And uh, uh, the swimmers did us proud, and you know we're, we're hoping that, that we can take a lot of that energy into the ASL and show the entertainment world that um, you know swimming is a, a big part of the calendar going forward outside of the Olympics and Commonwealth Games next year, and then we head into Paris. We want to have Uh, a really strong local domestic competition that can bring the best of the world in and uh, shoot for prize money and making sure that, um, you know, that we can find, you know, the next Ariane Titmus and the next Zach Stubbley Cook will just come out of nowhere and, uh, you know, be on the world stage. So
0: so you guys are a startup as, as you said, or or at least there's a startup feel to it. Um, And you guys have already had (laughs) your first, your first big adversity, um, you had to delay, uh, the, the soft launch. I I think I'm saying that right, but the, that you guys were already delayed, um, uh, due to the, due, due to the coronavirus and the, the conditions in Australia right now. Um, just, just as a CEO, can you take me through that process? I'm guessing it was an easy choice given how serious the situation is, but, you know it, it's obviously not ideal for you um so how do you pivot and say okay this isn't what we expected but this is what how, how we're going to react and where we're going next
1: yeah look it's not the ideal solution for us we had serious plans and, and all roads were leading towards um our uh, opening night at the end of october um more than likely in queensland but just the the structure of Australia with our federated model and, and various states that we, we could be subject to snap lockdowns at any moment depending on the number of cases. So um, so look, we're no different at the moment to every, any other major sport in the country. It, it's just navigating your way through what's coming up in the next few months and particularly the New South Wales situation, which is dire at the moment. They, they're, they're, there's all all talks about them being locked down to for you know quite a few months uh, to you know into hopefully not but Christmas. So so we're, we're thinking um, it's best to um, clear the air and uh, you know set a new date. Go to February next year. Um, you know we won't have the challenges of where we are at the moment. Um, the country will get to a hopefully which is 80% vaccination rate, which will give us a lot of confidence to run an event. Uh, you know, within the current environment. And uh, so we'll just keep working towards February next year. But it it is disappointing. We we really had um, everything planned for October. And, uh, yeah, so we're we're very positive. We're hopeful we'll get this up for next year and um, life will get back to normal because Australians just love their sport.
0: That's one of the things I love most about talking to Australians is, is how passionate they are about their sport and their coffee. I bring coffee up with every Australian, (laughs) uh, because, because I get a kick out of talking to about them Americans. It's not quite the same. Uh, but yeah, passionate, passionate coffee drinkers, passionate athletes or or sport fans rather. So moving forward, uh, I I'm not sure how much you can tell me about the, the specifics, but I'm curious about team structures and, and what's that what that will actually look like, will, will there be training bases that you're looking to establish over the next few months or six months or 12 months, um, leading into, you know, the, the big opening, um, and w- will, will coaches who are already very established, you know, um, will you look to make them head coaches of, of clubs or, or how does that work? How, what, what do you see for that format?
1: Yeah, so what we're doing, Coleman, is we're right in the middle of setting up all the, the, the league structures and the club-based structures. So the ASL will be uh, essentially a club-based competition or a licence model where each team will be represented by um, a number of uh, swimmers, and that'll be evenly split, split between male and female athletes and multi-class and juniors. Um, and then in addition to that, we'll look to introduce an annual draft that, ensures equality um, and a spread of talent across the league. But essentially each club will be privately owned and will be strategically positioned, you know, across the country. Um, you know, we need to look at the interest of club owners and the swimming fans as well, not only the athletes and coaches. The coaches then will play a, a huge part in you know, being involved in each of those different clubs. And I'm sure that um, you know, if we have an, an open market in that area, that the market will determine what athletes and what coaches um, will sit where they need to sit. And and we really want to invest in in ensuring that clubs can create the equity and the the tribalism um, that's important. You know, Australian clubs are are very tribal. A lot of them have been around for many years, and we need to establish that. So I think we're providing a really good opportunity here for um, private investors to buy into professional sport, which is, in australia is most unusual americans it happens you know continuously but um so giving giving them a chance to get into something particularly those that are passionate about swimming i think can work
0: i i love that idea i i think as you said i think it's it's obviously worked in america i'm not saying that's why it'll work but i'm saying it would be really cool to see sport grow and specifically our sport grow in other countries um and have success like, like we've seen it in the United States and with other countries as well. Um, S- Stuart, it's, it's been really great sitting down to chat with you about the, this new Australian swimming league. I'm, I'm really hoping it, it gets off the ground and goes really well. Is, is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything you want to add before we sign off today?
1: No, look, I just want to thank um, yourself, Coleman, and swim Slam for the opportunity to talk today. And, you know, we've got pretty aggressive targets for next year and, we want to grow the sport. Um, we want to work really closely with all of our key swimming stakeholders and you know, make a, an exciting, entertaining event, um, you know, outside of you know, what others are doing. You know, the, um, you know, we congratulate the ISL and, and what, they, what they've what they done and to really disrupt the sport. And we don't see you know, any crossover with those competitions. And you know, we're very much collaborative in what the ISL is thinking. So well, we can definitely compliment the ISL. And T20 cricket is a uh, short form cricket is a great example of competitions around the globe that, that um, compete with each other, but they all find their, their space in the sun. So, um, so we, we can definitely learn off each other, and it's a great outcome for, for consumers. And, you know, um, we've got a, a fresh, exciting product happening in Australia, and we, we can't wait to get it rolling.
0: You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.